0: It's July 14th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver.
1: And I'm Chris Cotthorne.
0: Our top story today, talks aimed at resuming Ukrainian grain exports blocked by Russia in the Black Sea have produced a deal, Turkey said. Turkey's defense minister said both sides had agreed on ways to ensure the safety of shipping routes for grain ships. He went on to say that the agreement would be signed next week when more talks are set to be held in Turkey. Before progress was announced, diplomats said negotiations included plans for Ukrainian vessels to guide grain ships in and out of mined port waters. It was also suggested that Russia would be urged to respect a truce while ships move, and that Turkey supported by the UN, would offer to inspect ships to allay Russian fears of weapons smuggling.
1: The European Union is preparing a seventh package of sanctions against Moscow, but it is already clear that it will not curb imports of Russian gas as too many member states can't adjust quickly enough, Czech Prime Minister Petr Fiala told Reuters. Fiala said the sanctions are now being finalised and were expected to ban gold imports, widen a list of dual-use goods banned for export to Russia, and target more individuals. The latest sanctions are being prepared amid mounting fears in Europe that Russia could extend scheduled maintenance of the key Nord Stream One gas pipeline that began on July 11th and is due to last 10 days. That would throttle European supplies further and disrupt plans by countries to fill storage for the winter, tipping them into an energy crisis. Fiala said Europe must be ready for the possibility that flows from Nord Stream 1 would not restart, seeking out alternative sources of gas supplies like LNG, and be ready to share supplies among member states.
0: The European Commission allowed Russia to transport sanctioned goods by rail to and from the Kaliningrad region through the territory of the EU, although other goods such as military equipment remain prohibited. Trafficking goods by road also remains prohibited. Per the instructions published by the Commission, EU countries should monitor trade between mainland Russia and the Kaliningrad region to see if the level of turnover Corresponds to the average indicator for the last three years.
1: Elsewhere, U.S. President Joe Biden and Israeli Prime Minister Yair Lapid will sign a joint pledge to deny Iran nuclear weapons on Thursday, closing ranks after long running disputes between the allies over global diplomacy with Tehran. Biden, who is visiting Jerusalem, told Israeli TV on Wednesday, He was open to last resort use of force against Iran, an apparent move toward accommodating Israel's calls on world powers to present a credible military threat. The show of Israel-U.S. commitment may offer Biden a boost when he continues on to Saudi Arabia on Friday. Riyadh has its own Iran worries, and Biden hopes to parlay that into a Saudi-Israeli rapprochement under U.S. auspices.
0: Sri Lankan President Gotabaya Rajapaksa has fled the Maldives on a flight for Singapore, where he is expected to arrive this evening. Rajapaksa has been in the Maldives for one day after fleeing Sri Lanka in the early hours of Wednesday morning, the same day he said he would resign. As of this morning, No formal resignation letter had been received by the Sri Lankan Parliament Speaker, raising questions about the intentions of an apparently self exiled leader who appointed the Prime Minister as acting President during his absence from his island nation. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said today that he was following the events in Sri Lanka very closely and called for a peaceful and democratic transition. You might wonder why the President has not resigned yet, a question I asked to kill Barry last week during our bonus brief. It turns out that the President of Sri Lanka is immune from prosecution while he remains in office. Sir so Rajapaksa is attempting to avoid prosecutions for any crimes he has committed for as long as possible. Given how nepotistic his presidency was and the fact that he spearheaded a change to the Sri Lankan Constitution, to give the presidency more power, I would suspect that Rajapaksa might be right to fear prosecution.
1: Consumer inflation in Ghana accelerated to 29.8% annually in June, from 27.6% in May, official data showed on Wednesday, shattering another record while the West African nation talks to the International Monetary Fund for support. In a report on Wednesday, The country's statistics agency said June prices were driven higher by items such as fuel and bread, with prices of imported goods rising more than domestically produced ones for the third month in a row. Hundreds took to the streets of Ghana's capital, Accra, last month to protest against high inflation, weak growth, and a plummeting local currency.
0: The EU Commission chided Hungary and Poland over democratic backsliding yesterday, refreshing long-standing critiques despite signs that Brussels is inching towards deals that would unlock money for the two countries held up over rule of law concerns. The EU Executive's third annual Rule of Law Report, which surveys each EU country, Rehashes complaints Brussels officials have laid out repeatedly in recent years, namely that Hungary and Poland are stripping their judicial systems of independence and letting financial corruption proliferate. The Commission in June endorsed a pay for performance plan with Poland, giving the country milestones it must hit to get each successive tranche of its stimulus money, and Hungarian officials have been making a public push in recent days proclaiming they are ready to find a similar compromise with Brussels to end the recovery fund impasse a
1: former cia software engineer has been found guilty of leaking classified information from the us spy agency to wikileaks in the biggest such theft in cia history joshua schult was found guilty on wednesday by jurors in manhattan federal court on eight charges of espionage and one obstruction charge over the so-called Vault 7 leak. The 33-year-old worked for the CIA's elite hacking unit when he took the Vault 7 tools that the spy agency uses to break into target computer and technology systems. After quitting his job, Schultz sent the tools to the anti-secrecy group WikiLeaks.
0: In lighter news, Green crabs are invasive pests that have plagued North America's marine ecosystems for more than 200 years. A New Hampshire distillery is taking the problem into their own claws by using them to make green crab flavored whiskey. Tamworth Distilling's Crab Trapper Whiskey gets some of its flavor from green crabs caught off the coast of New Hampshire. The crabs hitched a ride to the U.S. on ships coming from Europe around the 1800s. Each bottle of whiskey uses about a pound of green crabs, but one distillery alone isn't going to make much of a dent in the green crab population. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at the Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Akil Berry, who is the Director of South Asia Initiatives at the Asia Society Policy Institute about the crisis in Sri Lanka. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into Deep State Radio today to hear David Rothkopf and Kavita Patel talk with Greg Sargent and Ryan Goodman about the January 6th hearings. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.